This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show on this Christmas morning, December 25th, 2022. Amazing. The year has gone by, and we're looking at 2023. Uh, you know, I think as you get older, the years pass quicker, but I hope that everyone is enjoying their Christmas day so far. It's a wonderful day here in New York City, and as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice, but with a little special Christmas cheer this morning with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, you know, Christmas is a very special time uh, for for many of us. You know, I was uh, I was raised Catholic. I am Catholic. I went to Catholic schools, and uh, it is one of the most blessed holidays for for me and for my family. And uh, for those who have just uh, celebrated Hanukkah and those who are celebrating Kwanzaa, you know, it's a time of year when hopefully we think about issues that are not material related, but more spiritually related. And so on today's show, we're going to have uh, a psychologist uh, talk a little bit about uh, happiness and, and where that comes from and what it means. Uh, we're going to have Jonathan Morris talk to us about the meaning of Christmas and what we as uh, as a, a Christian, a, as a nation founded on Judeo-Christian ethics, uh, are experiencing. Uh, and so there's a great deal that we'll talk about uh, as it relates to the Christmas holiday, but there's some hardcore uh, of Judge Janine topics as well. Uh, this week, Ukraine's president uh, came and uh, testified. He didn't testify. He spoke before Congress. Uh, and, uh, you know, Volodymyr Zelensky uh, wasn't happy with just the $65 million. He was hoping for another $45 million. And uh, I suspect he's going to get that $45 million. A lot of question about that. $110 million to Ukraine for uh, to protect its border from Russia. And we've got an omnibus bill, $1.7 trillion omnibus bill, where we give money to other countries to protect their border. Uh, Egypt, Tunisia, Oman, Lebanon, uh, but no money for our border. And the interesting thing about that um, Omnibus package is that, uh, and it will pass because uh, the Senate uh, passed it with 17 Republican senators. Shame on them. Uh, Mitch McConnell rolled over on that one, and of course, the House is going to pass it, and Biden's going to sign it. But the interesting thing about Zelensky coming before Congress was he made it clear it's not going to be his last ask. So the question for many Americans is this 
Why are we giving 110 million plus another two for the Patriot missile defense system uh, to Ukraine when we will not protect our own southern border? And the argument seems to be that, you know, we're basically protecting democracy, that there's a larger national security issue at stake, and that if we don't stop Putin here, then he's going to go into Poland and NATO's going to have to kick in, which we're a part of anyway. But does it make sense that 80 percent, folks, I want you to hear me on this one, 80 percent of the money uh, that is going over uh, that that Ukraine is using is from the United States. And let's not kid ourselves. uh, Ukraine has not been, uh, uh, you know, the most uh, honest country around. They've had some problems with uh, corruption. So uh, they're looking for additional spending, and it's it's right for the American people to be uh, increasingly skeptical of the aid. Uh, but Ukraine is supposedly defending everything that we stand for. And so there's a real issue, folks, as to uh, how much we should do. The good news, obviously, is that there aren't any American boots on the ground. Now, a little interesting tidbit from the week. Uh, trouble in paradise for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Apparently, right off the bat, uh, Joe Biden is uh, telling a friend that Harris was a work in progress, not really a compliment. And uh, get this, and any strong-willed female uh, who is uh, who has a career won't be happy with this one. Her husband is uh, pitching for her to get more serious assignments. Uh, that'd be the day. Uh, very, uh, yeah, very disappointing that her husband has to get involved to fight for her. She's a vice president. She should be fighting for herself. And uh, finally, uh, just a little humor on this one. Uh, we've got woke students at New York City's elite new school are occupying a campus building this week with demand that everyone be given A grades. Get that one. And they want to return on tuition for the time they had to spend occupying the building fighting to get a final grade for everyone of A. Uh, Yep, there's stuff that just doesn't make sense, folks. But we're going to get to all those topics, most importantly, uh, uh, Dr. Jennifer uh, uh, Gutman and Derek Maltz and Jonathan Morris on the meaning of Christmas. We'll get to all those topics and break it all down for you here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Uh, And later on, as you know, I will gavel out with my closing arguments. It's all coming up here in just a few moments. On the Christmas Day version of the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. Welcome back to this Christmas Day Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a drug enforcement expert, a friend, and a frequent guest on the show. Please join me in welcoming Derek Maltz to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. All right, Derek, Merry Christmas. Let's get to the to the sad part of what's going on in this country. Now, um, it appears that the Supreme Court uh, is hesitating on whether or not to lift Title 42. Biden wants to lift it. And, of course, lifting it means everybody comes in. No one is kept out. Uh, based upon any health concerns. Uh, but uh, to be honest with you, I don't know who was kept out to begin with because we've got over 2 million people who've come in, come in this year. Uh, but now that we've got the fentanyl explosion uh, going on in this country, we are literally creating the artery 
for the sale and the distribution by the cartels in the United States with the White House taking no position. Am I wrong? No, you're 100% right, Judge. And let's not forget that even President AMLO calls Biden the migrant president, okay? But what's really happening is the Mexican cartels, who are working jointly with the Chinese criminals, are taking total advantage and they are dispatching mass amounts of their operatives into this country, into cities everywhere, to, to set up operations to collect money, to distribute poison, to kill our kids. And I want to say Merry Christmas to everyone in America, but I also want to say I pray for all those families that are going to get 300 calls today. 300 families are going to get a call today that their loved ones have died on average, right? 9,000 a month, right? 3,000 a day. I'm sorry, 300 a day, Judge. Well, you know, the the problem, Derek, is that people think, oh, you know, they're just druggies or drug addicts. No, these are kids who are being poisoned. They're taking an innocent uh, pill, thinking they're taking something for pain or taking something so that they can stay up to study for their exams, and they're being poisoned, right? Right, Judge. Let me just explain something that I'm learning about, and I didn't really understand this until I did some research on it. In America, uh, depression and anxiety is totally off the charts, and especially for these young kids, you know, 14 to 18 years old, even a little bit higher, 23 years old. You know, they see what's going on. There's a lot of unrest. There's a lot of bad news. There's financial difficulties for families. There's a lot of fighting, divorces, et cetera. So kids are turning to prescription drugs to to eliminate these, these problems. But unfortunately... They're not getting prescription drugs. They're getting the fake pills that are coming in from the dirty, filthy labs in Mexico. And we're we're seeing millions and millions of these pills. I mean, like, you know, already the DEA just announced 50 million fake pills were seized this year alone. And the analysis reveals that six out of 10 of those pills contain a potentially lethal dose of fentanyl. So the kids don't know what they're taking. And unfortunately, they're trying to deal with the depression and the anxiety. And and we don't have enough mental health resources as well, Judge. We're sending billions to Ukraine, but we can't put billions into our own kids. It's insane. Well, uh, first of all, let let me address uh, what what you're talking about is the 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 kids today are depressed. They're depressed from the pandemic. They're depressed media. They're depressed because of what has happened. Families losing jobs. All of this is it started with China. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm being honest. Started with China with the Wuhan virus. Okay. And now we're seeing the long term effects, the consequences, the collateral damage. So now they turn to mental health to try to at least resolve some of the problems, mental health professionals, but there aren't enough. So then what we've got or we've got these kids who are self-medicating who are dying and you know you, you hit the nail on the head Derek I mean it's Christmas Day how many families are going through this day without a loved one because of China and because of an open southern border and you know I I, I was working out this week with with my trainer and you know he said to me he said you know judge he said you watch Fox you're on Fox you guys talk about that all the time he said my other clients don't talk about this I said and that's the problem 
The mainstream media doesn't cover it while 300 die a day every day. You're so right. 300 calls. And these kids are are left and right are dying. And I want to read a quote to you, Derek. Let's see how high I get you out of your chair on this one. This week, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, who's clueless, by the way, insisted that the border was not open and that anyone suggesting otherwise was doing the work of the cartels. Right. I know, Judge. I mean, I've I've been through this all week. But here's the thing. There's mixed messages every day from the White House. I mean, she talks about how Biden's doing the work at the border to keep us safe. The the border czar is in the Philippines saying hello and thank you to the Philippine fishermen. Biden himself is talking about how the border's safe. And look at what the uh, Department of Homeland Security secretary is saying, that he has operational control of the border. We're in the worst drug crisis in the history of America. We have a humanitarian crisis that we've never seen. We have gotaways coming into the country, and he's telling the public. And then if you look further and you look at, like, Department of Education is okay with teaching criminal race theory to our kids, but we can't go out and tell kids that fentanyl will kill you instantly. So Mm -hmm. there's so many mixed messages. But let me go back to the China thing. The China uh, threat to this country in regards to substances didn't start with COVID. That was a disaster, but it started, in my opinion, because I lived it, in around 2008 when they started bombing us with synthetic drugs, cannabinoids and cathinones, and then they went to fentanyl around 2012. So for the last 10 years, okay, I've watched this grow with fentanyl poisoning in America. And as a matter of fact, Judge, I don't know if I've told you this, 2014, we started Operation Deadly Merchant and briefed the former Attorney General Eric Holder and told him there was going to be a tsunami of dead Americans because of fentanyl that's being mixed in with other drugs. It started out being mixed in with heroin, then they were messing around with meth, and then they created the pills. And the pills now, as you know, are off the charts. Judge, one other thing, again, I don't know if you know this, but... A couple of weeks ago in South Texas, for the first time ever, they're reporting the seizure of about 25 pounds, three gallons of liquid fentanyl. Now, it hasn't been confirmed that it was fentanyl, but I, I you know, know they, import, they import liquid meth, Judge. They just got 3,000 pounds of li- liquid meth because they have the conversion labs all over America where they convert the liquid into the powder right in our backyards with the illegals that are coming over the border. That's the other dynamic that nobody's talking about. Well, you know what? I got to tell you, when you just when you think it can't get any worse, it gets worse. And the sad part about all this is that in Arizona, the Biden administration brought a lawsuit to force Arizona to take down those containers that they were using to block the illegals coming across the border. They actually sued the state of Arizona. And what this administration is doing is they have taken down every block, every possible block, and it's it's inhuman. It's inhumane because the people who are coming, some of them clearly part of the cartels, but some of them not. And they're sleeping on the streets in Texas and in Arizona because we don't have room for them. I mean, talk about a humanitarian crisis. I mean, it's just disgusting what is happening. And, Judge, all these dead bodies that are are on the border, all these migrants that are dying because they, they don't have food or the heat or the cold. But let me ask you this. If every 
but do me a favor. Turn up the sound of your TV. Go on and watch Bill Malusian videos on the border, and you make your own common sense determination. Does this look good for the American public? All these, uh, these people coming into this country. And then imagine that over a million gotaways are running across the border, and they're coming into America, and we don't know who they are. How is this a good thing for America? So forget about the politics. Just watch it with your own eyes. And the mainstream media won't show you. So you have to go to these other, you know, Fox and Newsmax and other stations. That well, will let, me, let me just tell you, when my trainer said to me, most of America doesn't know about this. It's not even an issue for them. And I said, you know what? In about two months, they're going to feel it because th- there's no way. We took a half a million people in two months. In one, in from from October to December, we took 500,000 people in. And there's no way that those people don't make it to every town, city, and village near you. And that's when it's going to start to make a difference. That's when people are going to start to realize what is going on in this country. But hey, um, hey, Judge, yeah. Judge, can I just tell you one other thing? Because this sure. is something people can relate to. So I've been talking to a lot of DEA agents around the country, and what I've determined is that like right now, these fake pills can could sell for ten dollars a pill, or maybe twenty, thirty, forty dollars a pill. So let's use the average of ten dollars a pill. If you can bring powder into your house, buy a pill press online, and you can make let's just say um, five to ten thousand pills per hour at ten dollars a pill, that's fifty thousand to a hundred thousand pill uh, dollars an hour. That's oh four hundred to eight hundred thousand a day. Or if you're selling them for twenty dollars a pill. That's 800000 to $1.6 million a day in pill sales. And the, because there's so, many, so much demand for these pills, even the local retail distribution networks are taking advantage of this opportunity. So in York, South Carolina, recently they seized seven pill presses in one house, in one location. And this is what's going on in this country because the cartels are flooding the streets with the poison. It's not even drugs, Judge. It's poison, like you've been saying. And I want to make sure economically people understand the incentive why people are doing this. Well, and you know what? What you see, the arrests that are being made, and then the judges are letting them out on cashless bail. So you've got the Sinaloa cartel and all these other cartels and the and the branches and the the arteries and you know you, when I look at these videos you talk about Bill Malusian who's doing a great job all I see are males all I see are young males I don't see women and children and all that uh, that we saw a few years ago these are young males from 150 countries. They're coming here to what? Work for $10 an hour? No. If you can get money like the money you're talking about, well, you're absolutely right. Why are they hiding? Why are they why are they afraid to cross? We watch them cross openly and we watch border patrol just count them and load them onto a bus, count them and put them into a facility. Count them and tell them to go here, there, or anywhere. Why do you have to hide? Why do you come across in the in the in the dark of night? Why eighteen people in a in a in a truck? I mean, it, it's it's it is it is absolutely amazing. And you know, I feel bad. You know, who I feel the worst for the people who stand in line the way our forefathers did, the way my grandfather did. And and my grandfather came in. He waited in line. And the first thing he did was he signed up to go uh, and fight in World War II for the United States and the Navy. You know, it's a little different now.
Yeah, I mean, Judge, the world is changing quickly. I talked to my friends in El Paso. They can't believe in a matter of like a month or so how much the city has changed with people all in the streets, laying on the streets, trying to get food, begging people for money. And then these people are going to get so desperate, then the crime's going to escalate. That's yep. the other thing. We have out-of-control crime already, as you pointed out. Judges are letting people out of jail, right? The one guy in New York was at 20,000 fentanyl pills yep. was released, right? And then the, the 165 pounds of methamphetamine, like six months ago, and Bridget Brennan did a great job, and the DEA, and they let the guy out, or, you know, no bail. It's like, are you kidding me? All right, Derek Maltz, energized as always. Merry Christmas, Derek. Thanks for joining us. Giuliani here with Janine Pirro to tell you about an organization that we feel you should remember during this holiday season. It's Delta Rescue. As animal lovers, we would love you to consider helping an organization that truly makes a difference with animals to help them and, quite frankly, save them. Keep Delta Rescue top of mind. As we all give during the holiday season, more than 2 million animals are killed each year, and Delta Rescue is doing great work with their no-kill, care-for-life, right-to-life sanctuary. Delta Rescue relies solely on donations from people like you and me. Grow your estate and please give during the holiday season. Let your love for animals live on well into the future. We care. You care. Visit DeltaRescue.org slash Pirro today. On behalf of me, Rudy Giuliani. And me, Janine Pirro. Please donate to DeltaRescue.org slash Pirro today. That's DeltaRescue.org slash Pirro. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a good friend. He's a Fox News contributor. He has been for many years. Jonathan Morris, uh, who has the uh, the experience of not getting a lot of sleep these days because he is the father of a uh, young, beautiful baby. Good morning, uh, Jonathan. How are you feeling today? <laughs> good. You know, and I look back on all the years that I was a Catholic priest, as you know, Judge Janine, and I, I saw all those those parents out there in the pews with babies. And um, yes, of course, intellectually, I knew it was difficult, but now I know it on an experiential level. This little 14-year-old so <laughs> sweet, but, you know, loves to wake up at 4.30 in the morning. And I have a, uh, a new and, um, I would say, deep respect for parents everywhere. <laughs> well, we have a deep respect for you, Jonathan Morris, and we're very happy uh, to see you in this role as a father and enjoying the the wonders of parenthood, it is fantastic. And uh, the the idea of being able to bring another person into the world, the miracle of life, is yeah. something that is so precious. But you know, uh, Jonathan, the the crazy part about what's going on today with religion is the fact that after the pandemic, 
we lost so many people. And here we are literally on Christmas Day, uh, you know, recognizing the fact that religion is not as 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 powerful as it was. We've lost like 20 percent, 40 percent of people coming to church now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you, not only are we seeing numbers decline in church attendance, but we are seeing massive declines, especially over the last 10 years, but it really goes back to the 50s of percentage of people who say, I know I am not affiliated or I do not belong to any particular religion at all. Um, some The sociologists sometimes call these the, the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, meaning they belong to none. Um, and not only here in the United States, uh, we see in Europe a decline that was much more precipitous. In fact, in, in England, a, a very traditionally Christian nation, even with a church state, a state, excuse me, a state church, right? The, the Church right, of England. Right. We have now, for the first time ever, less than 50 percent of Brits call themselves Christian. Um, and that's that's a combination, of course, of, of major immigration, especially among um, Muslims. But it's also a a decline of of people whose parents and grandparents were Christian who now call themselves um, the nuns, th- those who are yeah. not affiliated with anything. Well, the crazy part of it is, uh, you know, this is a nation that was found on Judeo-Christian ethics. Um, you know, when I was a judge, my courtroom, you know, above where I sat, above the bench said, in God we trust. Our money says, in God we trust. Uh, yes. And yet all of a sudden, and it, it's partly a product of, I guess, a lot of people, you know, just deciding that they don't need God in their lives. But there's also a woke component to it where, you know, the, the people on the left, the progressive woke people, don't think that religion has any part or should have any part in our lives. I understand the separation of church and state, but what I don't understand is why they are looking to, you know, denigrate and humiliate those people who believe in God and believe in religion. Yeah, there will always be some extremists who do that. But here's the more important thing, Judge Janine. You mentioned the on our dollar bill we have in God we trust. I'm from Ohio. The state motto is in God we trust. Now, if that's just tradition and it's not true, in other words, if we actually don't trust in God and we just trust the dollar, those those extremists will very easily be able to push their agenda onto the majority. Why? Because what is not actually experienced as true will fall. Um, and I right. think that's, this is what's happening with religious practice. Um, so many people say a generation ago, okay, let's say my parents, they they would have said, oh, I'm Catholic uh, because my parents were Catholic. Okay, right. that works for one generation, two generations. It doesn't work for me, and it certainly will not work for my for my child, right? It, unless you have a, a deeply personal experience that something is true, that something is good, that something is beautiful, eventually it will be knocked over by whoever wants to knock it over. So you, you asked, I have no, no idea about your children, uh, Judge Janine, but I see it all over, in, including among siblings of mine. Right. right? If, if, if you don't, if your parents just said you're Catholic because you're Catholic, you're evangelical because we're evangelical, you're Jewish because we're Jewish, 
eventually that will fall if there's not a personal experience. If it hasn't been passed down, this is something that you can experience yourself. We go to church not because we have to, but because we want to, because right. we have a, we've had a personal experience with God. That's the difference. Well, but, but the ability to have a personal experience with God is is shaped by the people that we live with. I mean, obviously, yes. if you live in a home where, you know, church is, is mandatory, where the rosary is mandatory, as it was in my home, uh, and, you know, religion was the essence of, of your family life. You know, it was God, yep. you know, and, and country, and education came third. Um, and the amazing the amazing thing is that today with the the criticism and the taking down by the atheist or the nuns as n o n e as you call them you know people are being led to think that that religion is is almost something that is a negative thing and that they're looking to yeah. take it out of everyone's lives so it's not just that society is neutered or, or or is not taking a position society is taking a position and it's not just about the separation of church and state the position is religion has no place in this world we're so advanced you know we're so technologically advanced we're scientifically advanced you know this is just something that that older people thought about and on today uh, uh, on a day like today christmas the day that that we honor the day as jesus being born you know we it's it's disappointing and all the indicators are that religion is going to be less and less a factor in people's lives yeah my guess and not only my guess i know it that right now in Ukraine and in some parts of Russia, faith is alive. Why? Because in, midst, in the midst of crisis, right, and this could happen in the United, in the United States as well, economic crisis, political strike, pr- crisis, uh, whatever, then all of a sudden we start questioning, oh, yeah, it was, it was easy to say religion or faith is stupid. When everything is going well, when our bank accounts give us security, oh, so true. when our health is good, but it, it, that's not enough. When the bombs are flying, when we lose our jobs, when we get sick, and sadly, sometimes it takes that to wake us up. Um, faith might be diminished, but God is the same. If God exists, if God truly is an all-powerful, all-loving God, he does not change. His, he is immutable. And um, so I have no, um, you know, major concern about religion disappearing from the face of the earth. It will go in cycles. Interesting that it will go in cycles, because when you think about it, Jonathan Morris, uh, religion is the one one of the few things that has continued to survive. And there have been ups and downs. But, you know, you I'm, I'm reading your CV. You advise in the production and promotion of the film, The Passion of the Christ. Uh, that must have been an incredible experience for you uh, to be able to to give your imprimatur or your input on the creation yeah. of one of the most important religious movies of our time. Yeah, it was fascinating. I spent two years uh, on the set, on and off the set, and then also in the, the promotion um, of the film, traveled around. I think I went to 18 different countries with the film before wow. it came out. Remember, there was so much controversy, so we... I would go show it and give question and answer before it come out. And it was a fascinating time. Another fun movie thing. 
um, that I got to do was uh, in the the uh, most recent Scorsese film, um, The Irishman, and I, mm-hmm. I played the priest, and I had um, some really fun scenes with Robert De Niro, and it was it had to do with his confession at the end, and I mm-hmm. think this is this is meaningful for all of us that he here he, he was. You, I'm not sure if you saw the film. No, I didn't. Uh, but it's a uh, you know he's a he's a he's a mobster right and he's at the end of his life he's he's in a nursing home, and he is experiencing for the first time a sorrow. Uh, it, it was based on the fact that he not only killed all these other people but he also killed his best friend, and he comes to confession, and they had this scene written out for us, and um, I I told uh, Scorsese and De Niro in, in their trailer when they were. Um, interviewing me about, about possibly doing the role, I said, I would never do this role as it's written because it has nothing to do with real contrition. You know, it was kind of like say two Hail Marys and, and go away, mm-hmm. you know, and we got to really go back and forth about what the meaning of life and, and being willing to say, I reject everything in the past that I've done at, from the deepest part of who I am, and I accept the loving forgiveness of a God who looks beyond even the worst of sin. And it was, it was just so fun having that experience. I think that's really the Christmas message, that God comes to us in the form that, of a baby that all of us can embrace no matter who we are. Yes. Nobody's afraid of a baby. Yes. Nobody is afraid of a baby. <laughs> all right, Jonathan Morris, Merry Christmas to you and your beautiful family. God bless you. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us on this Christmas morning. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Take care. And never forget, everyone, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. It's the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. And joining us now is one of America's most sought-after psychologists. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Jennifer Gutman to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show on this Christmas Day. All right. And Dr. Jennifer Gutman, for those of you who may not know her, has over 30 years of experience uh, and an audience of over 2 million people via her popular YouTube series and articles published every month in Psychology Today. She's featured in Health Magazine, Well Good Mind, Body Green, The Washington Post, Insider, Red Book, Teen Vogue. The woman knows of what she speaks. Uh, her latest book, and uh, I hear it's terrific, is Beyond uh, Happiness, Six Secrets of Lifetime Satisfaction. Is that Good, it? Thank you so much for having me on. All right. All right, Dr. Jennifer Gutman. Here we are. It's Christmas Day. Uh, a lot of people are happy. Kids are thrilled. You know, hopefully they got what they wanted, although yeah, hopefully we're moving away from so much of the uh, uh of the gift giving and more to some more centralized or centered i should say uh happiness but a lot of people dr jennifer gutman are very depressed around the holiday this holiday in particular why is that you're right a lot of people are coming into my office feeling burdened and exhausted sad and anxious and i think that a, a lot of the reason for that is because People are looking to feel, they feel like they're supposed to feel happy, and happy is a fleeting emotion. It's not sustainable. It's spontaneous. 
it's, you know, if you look up happiness in the dictionary, the definition of happy is satisfaction. And if you look up satisfaction in the dictionary, the definition of satisfaction is achieving your goals. Happiness is how you feel when you watch a child open a present or how you feel when you see a really beautiful Christmas tree. It's not sustainable, but there is an emotion that is sustainable and that's satisfaction. So the idea, the goal should be the interaction between happiness and satisfaction because that can get us through the holiday season. I think people need to think about it more like that so that they don't feel like they're failing at being happy over the holidays. Well, you know, Dr. Jennifer Gutman, I, I never thought of it that way as happiness as being something spontaneous when you see something that you like or you hear something that 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 you like. Uh, but the satisfaction is more the long-term emotion. It is achieving a goal. So satisfaction could be someone who has children and, you know, is happy with that life. Uh, but happiness could be, you know, seeing that child, I guess, in in a play or something. But th- th- that's, exactly. that's the way we kind of move away from the sadness. And, and I must tell you, I will share this with my listeners. Uh, you know, I miss my mom. My mom was, uh, you know, she was my muse. She was my best friend. And so many times during this holiday in particular is when I miss her. What is it about Christmas or whether it's Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever, this time of year that brings out the sadness? I think a lot of people do experience loneliness and isolation over the holidays because they feel like it's a family time. It's a time that you're supposed to spend with your family or a romantic partner, and they feel like they're somehow doing it wrong. What they need to recognize that loneliness or feeling of isolation is a temporary feeling. Feelings come and go. You can't solve for feeling. You just need to sit with the discomfort of it and move through it. It's like a cloud as it passes through the sky. I do think that there are ways that you can learn to cope with the feeling, but it's still going to be there. And it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong, that you have it. It's, it's a common humanity feeling. I don't think that there's any of us that haven't experienced that. I can give you some tips about how to cope with feelings of of isolation, whether it's that you are grieving because a lot of us are, or whether it's just because you feel it. I have clients this week that came to me that said that they were at holiday parties and they felt unsettled or they felt like they didn't belong. I have people that came into my office saying that they were with their families and they felt still lonely and and like they were being set aside. I have some people that came and said that they were with their families, but not everybody attended. And that made them feel like the holiday wasn't joyous for them. There's a lot of ways that we can feel isolated and feel like the holiday isn't giving us what we had hoped for. And, And so, Dr. Jennifer Gutman, let's move on to young people today. And the consequences of the pandemic and, you know, this this increase in the number of young people who are in need of mental health, some of them self-medicating with drugs and alcohol. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that it's important to remember, I recommend a lot of people stay off social media. I was just talking to a client about that today. I make a, a recommendation that they delete. TikTok on their phone, they delete Instagram for their phone. A lot of people can only do it for a day, but even if you put a time limit on how long you can delete certain apps, the apps romanticize life in a lot of ways. And then what happens is you start to wish you were living somebody else's life instead of cherishing your own life. 
And if you take a day off and you take a social media break, it gives you a chance to look at what it is about your life that you admire. I give people homework assignments, like think of your dream day. What's your dream day? And then live it or get dressed up for a day or, or drive around, look at all the holiday decorations and try to take them in more fully. Because you know, that, doctor, do is, I, I have to tell you, I feel like I should pay you at the end of this segment. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, the truth is the best thing that, that a lot of us can do is just put that damn phone down. And, you know, it's right. true. Once you start on Instagram, you don't stop. Sometimes I say, oh, that looks like a good recipe. Let me write that down. Let me save it. And then you never go back to it. That is absolutely true. I have a, I have a client that takes a lot of notes during our sessions. And although I think that note taking is possible, sometimes I say, to him, uh, how often do you go back and look at those notes? And he says, never. Never. And I'm like, how about if you just sit and we talk and see how much you remember about what we're talking about and have faith in yourself that the things that you remember, what's most important about our session and not feel like you have to be so tied to the notes and just have a little bit more faith in yourself. Yes. And it's the same thing with social media. Amazing. It feels like they're just doing it right. And because they're doing it right, we feel like we have to write it down. But nobody's actually doing anything right. Everybody that you see on social media is just guessing. It just looks like they're guessing right. But they're they're not guessing right or wrong. They're just romanticizing the guessing. Yes. And what about young people? I mean, I know put down the social media. What about, you know, what's happening with their dependence on uh, on the social media for their self-concept, you know, for their identity? I mean, that, again, has to do with how much they are romanticizing it. It is a buzzword among the young people right now that they are romanticizing their lives through social media. Mm-hmm. And they are starting to recognize that they're looking for their, a sense of positivity, body positivity, life positivity, romanticizing their lives. And they're starting to move away from it a little bit because they, they're recognizing that they need to look a little bit more inward for what it is about their lives that they need to start to embrace and cherish. And then do they want to put that on social media or do they want to move away from social media completely? My, the recommendation that I make to a lot of people is that the most confidence comes from people that don't need to share it. it and it, it actually, even though it looks like people on social media are super confident because they need to share all of these things with the outside world. If you're feeling really secure and confident in your life, you don't really need to share it with anybody. When you share something, you're looking for reinforcement and reassurance from all of the views and the likes and everything that you're getting. And that is you're getting validation from the outside world. Really confident people don't need that. And when you're talking to a young person who's become extremely dependent on all of that reassurance from the outside world, they're not developing the confidence and the confidence and the sense of self-worth that they need. So I talked to them about the fact that they need to move away from that because it actually is interfering with the development of their feelings of self-worth. Thank you, Dr. Jennifer Gutman, for joining us on this Christmas morning. Take care. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And never forget, that's the commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's C, the number 2T.org.
Okay, everybody, uh, it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. And here's my closing argument. It is so ordered that you have a Merry Christmas this day, and hopefully you'll be able to enjoy it uh, in, in whatever way you find enjoyable. As we heard today, uh, you have to be happy. You have to find satisfaction, and hopefully you will. So we're out of time, everybody. Make sure that you join us right back here next week, same time, same place, for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. God bless. Bye-bye. The Judge Janine Show. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money. 